Welcome to Digital Difference Makers. Today with me, I have Paul Larson, author of Find Your Voice. Welcome, Paul. Thank you, Joe. How are you? It's great to be here. It's great to have you on. Now, for the people that don't know yet and don't know what Find Your Voice is, do you want to give <laughs> a quick explanation to what that is and who you are? Absolutely. I'm sure there's like one person out there that doesn't know. So to that one person that doesn't know, um, <laughs> boy, do I live in kind of a make-believe world. Uh, so yeah, it's again, great to be here. Um, Find Your Voice as a Leader is sort of a manifestation of who I am and what I've gone through. So I have in my life um, found my voice, uh, not from a singing perspective, thankfully, but more importantly, from that inner voice, that inner inspiration, and really kind of finding out how do I lead, which at first job was all around in the corporate world, the business world, but now where I find myself much more so out in life. So helping people kind of find that inner voice of inspiration uh, that inner voice of purpose um, as a leader in their life. And so I do that through coaching and education and so forth. And so part of that is also my book that I wrote. Yeah, awesome. I, I suppose, what does what does that mean? Like if someone is trying to find their voice, what, what's going on for them at the moment? Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, and I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not being, um, it, 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 I'm not being flippant on that because it's a great question. And the reason I don't know is until I actually talk to that individual, right? And each person, what I have found. So um, talk about checking assumptions, hello, and not assuming anything. I always kind of thought it was like, well, people need help in clarity. They need help with goals. They need help with their vision. They need help because of this or that. And I would all of a sudden kind of put the reasons on that individual or on that group of people before I even before I even met them. So I answered that question before I would even like even know their first name. And I have found, just like with myself, um, it can mean a variety of different things. So it could mean I want a new career. I want a new relationship. Um, I am feeling stuck and I'm swirling in this morass of like, uh, 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 you know, depths of, I don't know how to get out of and, and, and it's, and, and I want a new change or I want a new routine. Um, it could be like, I, I, I need to make some kind of change in my life. And I don't even know what that is. I wouldn't even know what domain it is, right. Career, family relationships, whatever. So what I found is I just kind of sit back, um, which I love to do because I love to kind of sit back anyway. It's just my, it's kind of my go-to position. Um, and I listen and I ask questions about, you know, pain points in life, success points in life, um, things that are going really, really well. We focus so much, so Joe, on what doesn't work. Um, and I don't always like to lead with that because that can be, that, that can lead us to more of what doesn't work and, and, or, that has to be fixed, not all the time. So I really just kind of listen to the story that people tell me and sort of where they are currently and potentially where they might want to go in the future. So I look at it that way in terms of the current to future. And that's what coaching's about, is that gap. That makes sense. I suppose for a lot of people, 
when they go to get help with a lot of this stuff, there are a lot of people that put them in a box and kind of say, this is the reason you feel this way. And it isn't always congruent. So it doesn't always feel like that is accurate. You know, it kind of feels like you know, that's your area of expertise. That's where you'd like me to be, <laughs> but not necessarily where I actually am. Yeah. Beautifully said, my friend, in terms of, um, and don't we do, you know, we can do that so much in society is we put ourselves and others in boxes or under certain categories or labels. Um, and many times we attribute that to the past. We attribute that to past events, past situations, past relationships, my past self, whatever it might be. And so then we get anchored in the past. And I'm not saying that that's certainly not something that, to borrow your word, could be congruent with what's occurring with somebody currently in, in their world. But in many aspects, I like to take people from where they are today to where they need to go tomorrow or want to go tomorrow. And the past, if we are anchored in that, that there's a lot of wonderful uh, professional interventions around that from a therapeutic perspective, right? That the different models and different methodologies that the professionals can use to unpack that past and process that past if we need to. But as a coach, it's sort of like we learn from the past, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, we're not going to stay in that. We're not going to unpack that. We're going to go into the current where you are now and go into the future. And that requires no box um, and no, uh, no model of any kind, at least initially, until maybe you want to construct something that will be successful for you in the future, that potentially could be a frame or a model that is going to help you propel you along. It's interesting because I... I... I can't remember which episode we did this on or whether or not this was me listening to something else. Um, but I remember I was talking with someone around the role of a coach and even in sales calls when you're with someone and you know, your role is like interpret what someone else can do without the limiters that they're placing on themselves. And I think there are a lot of people that, you know, putting people in boxes will kind of create a box for their clients in a way mm -hmm. and kind of put them into like, well, this is probably what's more achievable for you, you know, in the future or later on kind of thing. And just trying to, I suppose, manage expectations, which is fair. You know, we want to manage expectations, but at the same time, how do we do that whilst also you know, making them feel, you know, like they can do whatever they want to do without sort of like, you know, trying to compress them and bring them back down to earth when someone might have, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're yeah, you're, you know, you're, you're spot on because the world is full of what we can't do. The world is full of, oh, you can't do that. You can't, da, 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 da. you know, think of, think of a baby, think of, think of a little child, right? Um, up to about usually like the, around the age of three to five, somewhere in there, kids are just like, you know, they just kind of go everywhere. They, they don't think they can't do anything. They, they, they go, they ask why, and they're, they're walking everywhere and they, you know, and they, they, they just are curious and they do all this. And then as we get, you know, as we begin to grow, we get normed into, oh, wait a minute, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do this. 
don't do, you know, and sometimes we're even like, well, don't act like a baby. You know, don't, don't be a baby about this because babies want certain things and babies are going to demand certain things. And, but then we're, we're normed in this kind of behavior. It's incredible. And what that takes away, if you think about babies and infants, it's all about potential. They're just like, they're not even, you know, questioning their potential. They're just out there like, I'm going to go do what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk. I'm going to figure this out. You know, I've never walked in my life. I think I have these two appendages. I'm going to like get up and try to do something. But as we grow, as and, and especially as we mature and we, 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 we attain all this wisdom, which you think would make us have incredible potential, it's almost stifled. So you, you, you know, you really, you know, you really can't do that. You, you really have to reset your expectations. You know, you really have to like, gosh, you know, that's, you're really asking for the stars here. You're asking for the moon, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe this might be better for you, bum, 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 bum. Usually that's all made to your point. That's all made with the best of intent. People aren't normally being necessarily mean or, or anything around that. They're just trying to kind of reset your expectations so you don't get disappointed and you don't get discouraged and i'm all about like yeah disappointment can fuel discouragement can fuel um you won't know what you can or cannot do unless you can or cannot do something um and so 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 that's around what the potential is you know somebody might come to me like like my, myself at my age right decades and decades and decades of of lots of life learnings and if i said right now I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an astronaut. Somebody might say, well, let's see. The cutoff for that, Paul, was probably 20 years ago, maybe even 30 years ago for you. Um, and even though that might be true, and maybe <clears throat> being an astronaut exactly is might be unattainable from a logistics framework, that doesn't mean I can't have the excitement and the goals and the vision of something like that, whatever that exploration is, whatever that that risk is. But we don't even look at that. We look at what that what I said, and then we damper that, and and we we taper that down. And it happens across the board. It happens with friends, relatives, parents, and 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 again from a good intent. Schools do it all the time. Organizations, organizations. I used to work in. The corporate world. I ran HR for for years. I've been in the corporate world for like I'm a corporate survivor for like forty years. Organizations norm behavior. They norm performance. You know, Paul would be really good in that role, but this role over here, I don't think so. It would be that that these people are making decisions on my own skills and potential without even testing it, and I understand. Organizations do that because in a way they kind of have to, the way they're structured and the way and, and, and the way they have to operate. But if you really think about it, where do we spend most of our time? Home and work. So if we're in these environments that are not fueling us with this potential, not giving us that rocket of desire to like go and, and do it. And even if you falter, make a mistake, fail miserably, um, man, you know, you'll never know. When I um Back in 2009, uh, my father had passed away 
And he had a wonderful, wonderful life. And he was a wonderful, wonderful uh, human. And um, I was sitting, listening to people talk about what a wonderful man he was at his at his celebration of life service, right? Which, by the way, when you have a celebration of life service, you actually want people to talk about what a wonderful person you are. That's like that's like a great framework for, for a great agenda. And I was not surprised. I knew this about my dad. So I sat there listening and people were getting up and just saying what a wonderful he did this and the impact he had on their lives. There were people that came out from like 40 years ago that were saying, oh, I remember when I was I lost my job and he came over and really helped me. And and I'm like, 40 years ago. Wow. These people had this thread of inspiration that my father sort of represented for them. So after quite a few minutes of this, listening to this and understanding it and smiling both inside and outside, because I knew that about, about my father, I then did the proverbial thing that we do in today's society. I made it about me. And I said, oh my gosh, what are they going to say about me? What's this? What, what What's going to happen when this is my celebration of life service and people are getting up hopefully somebody would get up with a microphone and say something about me but i'm like uh he was a great hr leader he paul helped me lay off 400 people paul helped me hire 500 people paul helped me develop a compensation plan paul helped me with stock equity paul helped me with my 401k or whatever what and i sat there joe and it was like oh no 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 oh no 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 oh no 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 and right there, I had no clue what, what I wanted sort of my rocket of desire to be. I just knew that it wasn't that. I, I wanted to be known for something else. Not that those things aren't important, but I didn't want, I didn't want to be known for that. And, and so I really just took that to heart to like, I have something else to give. I have something else to do and I need to go find what that is. And that was the that was the kernel. That was the birth of finding my voice. Um without really knowing it at the time. I wasn't sitting there like, "Oh, I've got this mapped out. I'm going to do this. Oh, this is going to be a great brand." Oh, yeah. No, I was sitting there in this mess. You know, I was I was sitting there like what am I going to do with all this? What, what, you know, I thought I was going to be working at this company. I was at a great company. I thought I was going to be working at this company for a long time. It was like, I realized it was like, uh, uh-uh, there's something else going on. And so that was that whole piece around, I recognized my potential. And when I tested that out afterwards for the next few weeks, I was met with, mm, I don't think you should, you shouldn't leave right now. You shouldn't leave your job right now. No, that's not, you know, this is 2009. We're just coming out of the big 2008, like blow up economy, economic blow up. Now you really should stay where you're at. Are you crazy to leave that company? People are like always trying to get that company. Oh, it's all I heard. And I was like, maybe I am, cra-. you know, you begin to doubt yourself. Begin to question yourself. Imposter syndrome comes in. Like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just living a fake and fraud and I should just stay where I'm at because I'm lucky to be here. And I, you know, and, 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 and this is where I belong. And, and I, I don't, I shouldn't push the envelope any further. That's what we do, right? We, we kind of norm ourselves. And I, I guess I, I guess I would like to just use my father and just say, he kind of gave me that proverbial kick in the butt, you know, as, as, as kind of a, a mentoring from afar, wherever he was. Um, and he's like, get out there and do it. Cause I said to myself, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst, Paul, that can happen? I kind of was answering my questions a lot to myself and talking to myself a lot. And I said, well, 
I can fail miserably and embarrass myself and da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, so if I'm okay with that and I'm okay with like having that happen and I'm okay with going and getting another job if I have to, if it was just going back, I could work anywhere. I can work and do anything. I've done that in my, in my career. I'd be happy. No job is too big or small for me. And I said, well, my word, if that's it, then why am I not doing this over here? What is keeping me in the danger zone, which I like to think is our comfort zone, right? And there's so many reasons I have for not doing something. And so I took the steps necessary um, to really go out and, and do that. And I'm not going to say it was a trajectory that was like, oh, and I did this right. And I did that right. And then I climbed this ladder and I just went up here and, oh, this is cool over here. And I did, did, did. and everything was like, no, I had doubts. I had disappointments. I had failures. I made mistakes. I assumed I did all those things that we've kind of a little talk, touched on today, but I learned and I was open and approachable to learn. Um, and then it became a realization to me, Joe, but it's like, maybe you can coach this because it's like coach. Okay. Coach. That, that sounds cool. It's like, I know what a coach and that, that, that there's all different types of coaches. And it's like, yeah, because I think as a coach, we coach what we are experienced in. We coach what we have had successes and failures in. And 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 really, truly, I mean, that if you think about coaching, and so that was that kind of that path that kind of opened itself up for me. It's like, oh, yeah. And so by doing all these little steps and sometimes retracting, going forward, you know, fast forward to 2023 where we're at, and it's like, wow, this is so cool. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm aligned with everything inside that is saying that. I love what I do. I love how I coach. I love the fact that, you know, the, 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 that I'm able to help myself and help others realize that potential. And I'm able to do it in a way that's like, you know, it, 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 that, that just touches on aligning people to that inner uh, inspiration and, and um, purpose they have. And so that's, yeah, that's in, in a way it, how I find myself here talking to you today. I think the um, realizing potential part is, is really interesting because I've always found that, yeah, again, something that I've been talking about recently um, on some other podcasts has been people often don't think big enough about what they can do and like, a lot of people go and say, yeah, uh, this is what I'd like to achieve. And it's it's never really big enough. You know, like uh, if we look at like one guy that earns a million dollars a year and another person who earn, earns $100,000 a year in their business, the person that earns a million dollars a year isn't often always light years ahead of the person that's earning a hundred thousand. They might just be thinking bigger. They might just have a bigger goal, like a bigger ambition. And that drove them to make a lot more decisions that led them to that. It may have taken longer or maybe they started earlier or maybe they just like, they got more innovative and found a different way. But you know, that, that, outcome isn't a result of intelligence or skill it's purely just <laughs> thinking bigger and going like you know this is actually my 
potential. This is what I could achieve whilst having the same life, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, that's one thing that I, I've certainly found that a lot of people, it's kind of like the missing link that I think for a lot of people, if they can realise what they might be capable of, then they might just start shooting for much, much bigger things and start achieving a lot more. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You, 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 you again, nailed it around. If it had to do, if it, excuse me, if it has to do with intellect, I'm sorry. Hello. I'm like, you know, that, that, that I like to consider myself. I, I, I am smart enough for myself and I can be street smart, but if it, if it's intellect versus intellect now, nah, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I won't play that game. Cause I know where, where I'll, where I'll come up. It, it isn't that you're absolutely right. It, it is, it is thinking in that way, but not thinking from the smarts perspective or the intellect perspective. It's thinking from the expansion perspective. Are you expanding into who you can be? Are you expanding into what you can be? Or are you putting kind of everything just on the proverbial post-it note and then that's it, you know? And I want to be careful here too about judging that I, I don't want to like come across with like, oh, well, you're just judging yourself to be like $100,000 or you're judging yourself to be a million dollars or 500, you know, that contentment and fulfillment for you is what is what satisfies you. But if you have a modicum down here, of, there's something else like I did, like I knew and I was making, by the way, from a from a corporate standpoint, I was making great money, again, a great job and everything else. But I knew there was something else. And I just knew it was like, how do I tap into that? What, what is that? And and what can I do with that? And then, of course, I had all the imposter voices saying, oh, you don't No, 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 you can't do that. You're a fake. You're a fraud. You don't really belong where you belong. People are so much smarter than you. Blah, 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 blah. And what I learned around all that is not just to not not to listen to all of that twenty four seven. We are going to listen to it because we there it we're creating it up here. But to actually lean into that, and what I learned is, I'm, again, I talked about you know I I, I like to kind of sit back because that's like my kind of go to like that's kind of like my go to position. And I, and I mean that because life can be really tough and hard. We got to learn to kind of sit back and take a breath. And so we, we're supposed to overcome stuff, overcome this adversity, overcome, get, get that goal, uh, no pain, no gain, um, overcome imposter syndrome or whatever, whatever that is. Right. And I was like, you know, it tires me out, fatigues me even before I even look at how to do that. What I decided to do is integrate it. And I said, if that's my voice or voices telling me those things, the tapes up here, the gremlins, the inner critic, the saboteurs, as we might call them, then I'm going to make that work for me somehow. Again, I was kind of like, it's kind of interesting. I have these like kind of these, these, the, these feelings that come from my thoughts. So I said, you know, when I looked at it and I thought to myself, when is my imposter voice triggered? When does, when do I hear it? When does the volume get off mute, right? Unmuted. And it usually had something to do when, when I was doing something new or I was thinking about doing something new. I might be actually doing it or it could be just a thought. I thought, well, when I'm doing something new or thinking about something new, wow, that's kind of creative. That's quote unquote, taking initiative potentially. It's like innovative, could be any of those things, right? 
That's good. That's a good thing. That's good. That's like, Paul, that's good. It's, it, it shows that you're you're thinking about something new or you're actually doing something new. new. That's really a good positive thing. So the imposter voice, when it got, I, I equated that with a positivity. And it was like, well, wait a minute. When my imposter voice is speaking, it means I'm actually doing something positive. I'm, I'm doing something new. I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. I'm stepping up, 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 whatever that might be. And it was always true. So then I just said, okay, imposter, thank you for that. You know, it's like when you're speaking to me, I'm like doing something new. That's a good thing. So I started to equate it differently than trying to overcome it or stifle it or 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 mute it. I just said, let it go and and just just acknowledge it and move on from that because it means you're doing something new. It means you are you you are potentially um compromising one of your old beliefs. You're, you're, you're maybe creating a new truth for yourself. At the very least, you're thinking of doing something different. And the imposter's like, ah, 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 stop, stop, stop. Call the team out. He's trying to do this. Call him out. You know, and it's like, no, that's a good thing if that's happening, because that means I've triggered the imposter, which means I'm potentially going in a new direction. Whether I decide to do that or not should be not influenced by my imposter, but can be influenced by other filters I put on. So that was the key for me, Job, is around just recognizing we create our own chaos. We create our own drama. I mean, life can hand us a lot of drama, but we create a lot of our own. Use it. I'm my own reality show. What's going on up here is like, it's like it's, it, you know, it's, it can be all these reality shows we've got all in one. And I'm just going to use that for my benefit. I think it's interesting because I do... Um... I've talked about this with a few people that we, we talk about that whole imposter syndrome feeling and it never really goes away because as soon as you get to like, as soon as you reach whatever, you know, peak of the mountain that you were aiming to get to in the first place, there's another one after that. And you could choose to like stay at your peak and not move and you'll maybe you'll feel really comfortable, you know, and you won't feel that, mm -hmm. but, like you said, if you really, if you try to go to the next peak, it's going to come back yeah. all over again. And like that process just keeps repeating. So it really is a simply an indicator of you're pushing yourself, right? You're yeah. really having a crack, which, so would you say it's really just it's shifting our perspective on that? It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's it, absolutely, it's shifting, it's finessing. It's pivoting, borrow any of the any of the verbs of, of, of the day. Um, and it doesn't have to take a huge, it's not a huge, large scale, transformative change in our perspective. You know, I, I'll borrow that corporate speak words, you know, it, these are going back to our infant. It's really baby steps. It's a baby change in our in our perspective. And you're absolutely right. The best part about the imposter voice or any of these voices that kind of pull us back into that fixed mindset, so to speak, they're predictable. They're cyclical. They repeat. There's an algorithm that just repeats. So when something's predictable, that's the beauty of it. Because you know, to your point, it's going to happen again. And so the next time I might be able to kind of like get in front of it a little bit. Maybe not. I might still be surprised by it, but that's okay. The next time, maybe I'll kind of prepare for it. 
And little by little, as we bring that awareness into our thoughts and to our filters, um, we then become our own advocate. And this leads me to sort of how I operationalize everything for myself. Again, keeping it very simple. We bring awareness. We then create that advocacy for ourselves because that's what needs to occur to help to help bring gratitude to that imposter is that self-advocacy, that internal validation. And then we take action. So we can do all the thinking and awareness we want. We can do all the advocacy of our own self-compassion, self-recognition, so forth. But but action is still needed. Action in, in the form of whatever that may be, usually a very purposeful action or a very deliberate action, as small as you want it to be. It can be very minute or it could be it could be a substantial action. I tend to go with very small types of actions because those are sustainable, those stick. Um, and you can you can use those in terms of like they're 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 much more um, malleable into a framework, right? And that's what I do. And then it goes right back to awareness, and then advocacy, and then action. And I found that 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 trifecta, so to speak, uh, has worked so well for me, and works well for the people that that you know that I work with, because it's 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 very doable, and it allows people then to 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 do what they do necessary to kind of create whatever momentum they're looking to do to move forward and again i in today's world to go from current where we are currently to the future there's many ways that we can bridge over lots of things you know we can just kind of take the easy way and, and so forth and i'm all about that i mean again it's like i'm all about like trying to find the most efficient effective way but in that gap of where we are today to where we might want to be tomorrow or next week or next year, whatever that looks like. The true work is in that journey. It's not at the destination. It's actually in the journey itself. And that's that's why the small steps, the actionable steps, the advocacy the, that works so well because it doesn't have it doesn't have to be these large gargantuan steps, which are so easy to kind of avoid and not do. Yeah, great point. I suppose for you, Paul, what's what are you looking to, you know, how are you looking to impact the world over the next, you know, 10, 15 years from what you're doing now? That's a great question. Um, I, you know, I I mean I love the question because it really it really makes you stop and 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 it really makes you kind of think about. First of all, what am I doing right now to that last part of the question? You know, am I doing what I want to do right now? Am I aligned with my true message, my spirit, my 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 work, whatever that is, right? So so I love that part because it 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 looks at your where you are today. And then to your point, if I'm recognizing, so so when I work with my clients co- from a coaching perspective, and that sometimes is individual clients and sometimes, you know, small groups, I come away with that, Job, and I just say, I love every one of them. Like, wow, they're like, I mean, I'm really like, I've got, I am in alignment with the right clients. I'm not going to be everybody's coach. I'm not ever going to, I am not going to be everybody's cup of tea and not every client is going to like, you know, resonate, Right. But I look at sort of like helping people realize their potential and I do it sort of one person at a time. 
and it can be in different different types of modalities. And I just continue to do that. And I don't look at it, the, the old adage, it's not work. I just love what I'm doing. And so 10, 15 years out, my gosh, wow. It's like, I just want, you know, I want to, I want to remain refreshed and renewed and, 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 and reboot myself to that. I'm continuing to do that in some shape or form. It may look different from a business perspective. I don't know, but as long as it feels what I'm feeling, that inspiration, that contentment, that fulfillment, that's what matters to me. And when that doesn't, when I start to feel friction, which I do, you know, I certainly do, and something feels forced and I feel like out of alignment, then I look at that and I, and I, and I, and I lean into that a little bit more to say, okay, what do I need to do here? What, what, what's, what's going on here? Um, And what adjustments might I need to make and so forth? So I don't find myself 10, 15 years from now, like, what am I doing? I can't stand this. You know, people, I, I, unfortunately, when I go, sometimes when I go into the, in the business world, I go into uh, companies and I'll ask leaders, you know, like, what's your legacy? What do you stand for? Like, what, you know, who are you as a leader? Da, 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 da. And they kind of look like, oh, I've never been asked that question. And, and, and they go, I came here, I came here to be, you know, I came here to, on a contract basis to work like for two years or three years. And that was 15 years ago. And it just went by like that. Now it satisfied p- people for that longer period, right? But they may not be what they they may not be finding themselves what they want to be doing now, right? And so that we work with that. We don't we don't regret that. We just say, okay, you learn from that. But I always now do that self assessment fairly frequently, so I don't ever find myself, you know, not doing what I'm supposed to be doing 10, 15 years. I like that. I think that's a great answer. And after this, Paul, if any listeners would like to get in touch with you or learn more about you, where can I do that? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm on all the social medias, LinkedIn, uh, Paul N. Larson, L-A-R-S-E-N. So they can certainly link in with me. Facebook business, uh, voice as a leader or find your voice as a leader. I mean, I'm on Insta as well, as well as Twitter. Um, but more importantly, if they really just want to connect with me and I really welcome uh, just the old message, um, just the old, you know, the old standard email, um, which is probably now it's like snail mail um, and they can reach me by, by email directly. You'll have that in the, in the show notes and so forth, but Paul at Paul and And just to say, hi, you know, I'm, 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 I love to chat with people. I love to learn what people are doing. Um, I've got lots of ideas this year and next year of how I want to sort of like, to your point, reach people. And so I'm always looking to just meet people and, and, and see where they're at and what they need and, and how I can help them. If nothing else, just a chat. I'm, I'm always available for that. Um, um, no money exchanged. It's just a chance to a kind of a meeting of the mind, so to speak. Yeah, awesome. I hope someone will be able to do that. But thank you very much for coming on, Paul, and sharing your story and some wisdoms with us. Thank you so much, Joe. It's been an honor, and and I, I thank you for allowing me to serve your audience that way. So thank you again.